Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zabonik-Chonko, and welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. This is a special episode of the podcast that comes during an unfortunate time in the fitness industry, as clubs across the U.S. are being forced to temporarily close their doors in response to COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus. I wanted to talk to someone who has experienced this firsthand and chatted with Blair McKinney, the CEO of MXM, who is also a club owner in Washington State. He has facilities called Works. So we talked about, you know, how he has dealt with the closing of his facilities, how he's communicated with members and staff, and what clubs need to be thinking about as they too may be faced with this tough decision. Well, Blair, thanks for coming on to the Club Solutions podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. It seems like there's a lot to talk about. There is. I know that your clubs are based in Washington State, which was one of the first states to report cases of COVID-19, more commonly known as the coronavirus in the U.S. Um, How soon did you realize that we were in the midst of a serious crisis and that your clubs might be impacted? Yeah, we've been seeing kind of the concentric rings coming out of uh, King County. And um, like everybody else, you know, we started to, you know, really ramp up our uh, our cleaning and sanitizing practices. I, I will say this, though. We started that about two years ago, really um, ramping up cleaning and making it a core competency, right? Our cleaning and sanitizing. But sanitizing had to go to a, a whole new level. So I was in the process of, you know, continuously, you know, communicating with, uh, our, our members, right, on, on social media and through email blasts, updating them about what we're doing and, and how we're taking care of stuff. And people were, you know, emailing us back and posting on social media, thank you for staying open. And this was this last Friday, Saturday. And uh, as people were posting and, and, and had great comments back, I, I received one particular email from a member who is the uh, spouse of a physician who was a chairman of the board of Confluence Health, which is our largest employer and our uh, our main healthcare provider here, that said, uh, Blair, you guys need to shut down. Now, I, I'm sure a lot of uh, gyms have gotten that type of a message. This one was privately sent to me. And that triggered me for the next uh, almost 24 hours straight digging into data. And I realized by Sunday morning that our county was going to get hit really hard. And so by Sunday night, we had uh, spoken to CEOs of our local health healthcare providers, uh, someone who was an infectious disease and respiratory uh, disease uh, specialist and, and world-renowned speaker, got him on three different phone calls, and we looked at each other and said, we, we have to shut down. And so we made that announcement. 24 hours later, the state made the announcement that it was going to shut down. So we, we got a little bit out ahead of it. Tough call, right? Especially if it's not mandated, but it, it's coming, right? Yeah. I guess that's what I, you know, is if you aren't shut down, you have a fear of being shut down t- tonight, right? That's what's happening right now. Yeah, in Kentucky, they just mandated that all gyms be closed by 5 p.m. today. So we're facing that challenge as well. Yeah, so for, and for me, right, this is on two fronts, you know, I've got my own clubs and we shut down and I uh, spoke to CEOs of some other fitness groups about what are you doing in your shutdown? And uh, we chose to immediately freeze all dues and recurring revenue with all members the minute we shut down. Uh, our partner, ABC Financial, was extremely helpful with that uh, for us. And I'm sure they're inundated. I'm sure most of the member management software companies got to be, you know, it's tough. This, this is a very cat, real cascading event. 
So, so there's that right here in our valley with our, our two clubs. We also work with over 700 clubs on the MXM side of the world, and we're feeling their pain, right? I mean, you know, we can obviously empathize with, uh, with what our MXM family is going through from New York to Brazil to, um, you know, our state. So, yeah, we're, we're seeing it on a, in a macro and a, and a micro level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you guys learn from the experience? What should club operators be thinking about and preparing for as this likely is going to continue to spread across the U.S. and more gyms are going to have to close? Yeah. You never want to be the, you know, the, uh, the a, a doom and gloom. And I'm, and I am, I'm by nature an optimist. Yeah. Uh, I think people should prepare for three months, a three month shutdown. And that's what we are doing with the, with thinking that it may even even go longer. But look, if, if you do that and, and you can get back online sooner, all the better. But I but I think people should prepare for three months. And and now it's like, prepare what? Well, uh, prepare your staff, get out ahead of what un unemployment benefits are available. You know, I know the bigger companies are all already doing this, but if you're a smaller company, there are resources for you out there. Um, get an employment attorney. If you're a, a small company and you don't want to navigate this yourself, get them on for an hour, hour and a half. Have them be looking into the information because you're going to have a lot of other fires to put out. Keep this in mind. These, this, this stuff is changing fast. And, you know, a lot of people that might have might be sitting on some cash, we're sitting in a pretty good spot here. So our notion was to sort of help employees that were going to go on unemployment so we can make them whole and kind of subsidize that you can't really do that you know you could do it in the form of a in our state uh, in the form of a lump sum kind of a, a a severance check but but that might be changing there there's some uh you know they're pushing to help small business you know be, be able to do that I mean, look you, you got to get your staff back when you come back online right you got to you got to be able to get them back and i think it's critical that you are you know, figuring out, helping them find the resources. I also think one of the things that's going to be critical for leaders to do in this, if you're shut down and, and you've taken care of your staff as best you can, and we're keeping some people on, you know, we're, we're keeping some full-time people on to be in the clubs doing projects. I think you need to communicate with them constantly throughout this. You don't want them to become emotionally unmoored from your organization during this, you know, and if there, there's some great lessons. <laughs> Anybody that's read about Ernest Shackleton and how he kept his, you know, crews thinking about the future and thinking about a vision of getting out of what they were in. I think that's what leaders need to be doing. If you're leading one small club, you know, or, or a, a big organization, part of your plan has to be start building in constant communication, start talking to your staff now about what the welcome home party is going to look like um, and how should you plan it, right? And get them in, I mean, just start painting that vision. I, I think that's gonna, be, that's gonna be critical. We reached out to our community. We said we have people that can help do volunteer work. If there are seniors, our seniors that are members, if you're quarantined, um, let us know. You email us and we will have somebody run errands for you. You know, and in my, in a phone call I had with my own round table, there's just, the ideas that are that are coming out of this are just are just tremendous and now so yeah that that's that's just some uh just some of what of what we've done and 
you know, I think every club owner I know that shut down is starting to post workouts on their Facebook pages. I think that's, you know, wonderful. We are going to be leveraging, we have maybe between our two clubs, a couple of thousand people that have my zone belts and we'll be engaging them in a uh, quarantine challenge here pretty soon, <laughs> you know, and, and hopefully we can time that with, <laughs> with the end of the uh, quarantine. That, anyway, that's just some of the ideas, uh, Rachel, and the ideas are coming in fast and furious. Yeah. Well, I know you mentioned that you're in a Rex Roundtable group and you've been in communication with them. What are some of the things that you're hearing from other club operators in that group? So a lot of the, you know, the right now it's early in this shutdown and people are, you know, the first thing is how do I get my expenses? And, you know, within 48 hours, with my own clubs, I was able to defer rent for a minimum of three months on, on the building that we lease, on the building that we own, or at least we're buying, with bank and another, and another private note holder. Um, immediately, people were incredibly helpful, deferred payments with the private note holder, uh, no accrued interest during that time period. I just got off the phone with the bank right before coming onto this call, and they said, Blair, whatever you need, here's what we need from you. Um, and we can defer payments. We can do interest only for up to six months. We'll probably be able to def defer payments for whatever period. So those, are, if you're not thinking about those big chunky expenses, right? Um, you should be, and do not assume, oh my God, I've just got to come up with the cash to pay those. Do not assume that. You go, go talk to everybody on those big chunks like that, and you can, uh, you will ease your fear quickly. I think franchise organizations, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, you know, that franchise organizations will look at their franchisees and recognize that, you know, maybe, you know, easing royalties and, you know, a, as people uh, come back on. And so that that's one of the main topics. The other topics are uh, how do we engage our, our employees while they're, while they're not with us? How do we uh, engage with members. I, I have to. I have to tell you that I'm going to switch hats from being a club operator to being the CEO of MXM here for a minute. And we're very fortunate with the Medallia technology that we have um, a platform called Crowdicity um, that is a Medallia technology, and we have been working on getting it set up for free for the fitness industry. And, and what this is, it'll be, it, it's coming out as the MXM ideation laboratory and it's powered by Crowdicity. But what it is, is a, is a crowdsourcing idea, best practices, innovation platform. And we're going to be inviting anybody in it for free, no strings attached. This isn't a, you know, this is just a free service that we're going to put out there. And we're taking some of the biggest challenges um, that we're hearing, and we're going to frame up those challenges out there, and people will be able to come on and submit what they're doing, submit their ideas. They'll be able to read other what other people are doing and read those ideas, and then you, you can upvote ideas. And what we'll do is we're going to we're going to try to curate as many of these ideas as possible into practices, and then share those back back out with the industry and. The areas, kind of the topics that we're, that we're hearing the most on right now, where we are looking for people to submit their ideas or at least come on and grab ideas are in keeping good employees, right? How do we keep good employees without going broke? 
engaging members and engaging the community. In fact, right? I and mean, uh, how do you engage with the community while you're while you're closed? Keeping employees busy and engaged while the gym's closed. So, for some people, they're keeping the the, the crews on, at least the skeleton crew. And and what are they going to do? And where do you go to maybe find out what the best projects are? Especially if you have some customer experience data, you should be able to you know, have a way to kind of source uh, project ideas. Developing a plan for three months shutdown. And that sounds so bleak, but man, I really feel like people need to do that. And I think they'll find ideas that'll be empowering. I also think they could submit ideas that can empower others. And, and that's what I, I, I guess that's, a, if I have a message to go out with about this is when the, when you're invited to play on the, ideation platform completely around the shutdown come in and, and submit your ideas contribute to other people's ideas take the ideas see if they can help you and we're and we'll continue to iterate on this uh, rachel yeah um so is this something that's available to everyone right now or is it you guys still in the early process of it oh no we're not in the early process it will be completely done with the frame well the framework's all done we'll be completely done with kind of queuing up the the content and we are we are actually going to make it available beginning friday okay and we're going to start out invitations to people uh how to how to register how to submit your ideas um yeah and and then that's the first free service that we're going to provide to the industry yeah, yeah i was just going to say you guys have others that you're working on that will be helpful to clubs during this time as well right yeah so the, the first free service is, is crowdsourcing ideas, best practices, and sharing those back out there. And, and, and that's going to be the MXM ideation platform on, I'm, I'm powered by the Crowded City platform. The second one is, you know, we see hundreds of thousands of pieces of feedback and have been monitoring that feedback through this whole COVID-19 crisis, including feedback in our own clubs. Medallia itself uh, has focused their text, text analytics and artificial intelligence on understanding the open text of customers around what they're saying around uh, COVID-19. And they're, and they're doing that for 20 large enterprises. And it's, it's incredible to have the benefit of that, of that company as a partner, by the way. And so in, in looking at that, we, we started to think, well, what are the biggest concerns of members around this? And and, and we came up with really three themes that members have. They want to know that you're following the best practices available using the best stuff for, for sanitizing um, that's recommended by the experts. They want it to be very easy to clean and sanitize equipment. And they want it to be very easy to clean and sanitize their hands. That's the three themes that we see. What we've done is we've created a healthy club survey. And with the intent of, actually our intent, Rachel, was to release that before Crowdicity, but we didn't know everybody's gonna get shut down. So that sort of makes that feedback a little out of context. I, I, you know, people yeah. should use the club to, for, for you to really understand that. So we are, we are, as people come back on, or if anybody wanted it uh, before that, if they were still open, We've created the Healthy Club Survey that's going to be free to anyone in the industry. And we're not asking for your data. We're going to give you the feedless link. We are going to set up instances for every single one of your locations. If you have one, 
if you have 100, we don't care, and give you access to that data as it comes in. On top of that, we are going to teach you, you're going to control the sampling. Um, I'll give you an example. Because the first thing people sort of think about is, shoot, do I really want to bring that up with my members? The answer is yes, you do. And you, you can control the sampling around it. So I want you to imagine, you know, our industry is going to reset after this. After this shutdown, there's going to be a reset on our industry. The expectations around cleaning and sanitizing are moving to a different level. And it is going to be a core part of the best brands. That's going to move to a, a, a different level. And we saw companies that had sort of, sort of cleaned and sanitized. When this started to hit, it was an oh my God moment. And they started to clean and sanitize as though their business lives depended on it. You know, well, your business life is going to depend on it coming out of this as well. And what we are going to encourage is that you, that you take this free product and run it and you're, you will learn your, your members' perspective on whether you're following best practices. By the way, that's not uh, the way that you ask these questions have to be very, very careful. And whether you're making it really easy for people to clean the equipment, whether you're making it really easy for people to sanitize their hands. What we're going to do is we're going to start to curate that and create industry benchmarks around cleaning and sanitizing practices. That product and really understanding how to use that product will come out later as people's. Um, right now, the most critical thing is survive, right, in, the, in this shutdown. How do we survive? When we come out of it, feeling a little more optimistic, we'll release that product. It's fully baked and ready to go as we sit here because that, that was our first focus. Give you an example here on sampling, and and they, they won't mind me talking about them. Uh, our good friends at the Rochester Athletic Club in Rochester, Minnesota. Um, I was speaking with Matt Remick and his team about deploying this because at the time we were we were open, right? This is this is <laughs> this is only a yeah. week, ago, right? This is only a week ago, and what we came up with as a strategy for Rochester was let's just sample the physicians that are visiting the club and get their perspective on this first. That is going to give you tremendous insight. You'll be able to see how they're rating you and you'll be able to see what they're saying. Now you can take that information, you can deploy that back out and now we can go a little deeper into you know, the segments that you want to survey for. I, I have to stress this sampling piece of this, right? Because that's that's how you control and target the information that you want to get. And so uh, that's just that's just one example of how we're going to use it there. Yeah, very cool. Um, any other services that club operators should be aware of as they move forward? From us, those are going to be the two main free services. I, I want to emphasize no strings attached free services that we're rolling out. You should get involved in the um, in the ideation platform, in the uh, MXM ideation laboratory, as you get invited to it, and um, and take a look at the ideas that are coming in and and share your own ideas. We will also, as as the ideas come in, our teams here are going to be taking the best ideas, and we're going to be publishing what we think are the best ideas that are coming from that platform each week as well. Yeah, so it sounds like clubs really need to be thinking about the future as well. Just get through these next few months and then start thinking about, you know, what they need to do moving forward. 
Yeah, you know, that that's right. I, I think the, you know, the steps are one, you know, and, and it, this is this is not what anybody has to be instructed on. They're all doing it, right? When you get to survival mode, it, it's survive. How, how do I, how do I get my expenses down there? And by the way, we understand that. And at MXM, we are going to be our, our those, those companies partner in helping them do that, right? Uh, it's, it's get those expenses down. Then it's, okay, my clubs are closed. How do I absolutely optimize this time that my clubs are closed? And then it's going to be kind of coming up out of that. Um, how do I how do I set myself up for the right sort of marketing? I, I did I shot a little video. I'm sending messages to both the industry and to our local community here about you know social distancing and how quickly that's become part of our own you know nomenclature, right? So if you're not taking that serious right now, I'll tell you the data is overwhelming and coming from uh, uh, you know ground zero of of uh, the coronavirus in the United States and feeling the pain of our healthcare workers here, what's happening in King County and already in our county has run out of tests. And this is after finding just our first two cases, feeling that that pain, the, the message uh, that I'm saying that I'd like our industry to adopt here, Rachel, is um, it's important social distancing right now, but social proximating is going to become uh, extremely important as we come out of this. People are being asked to to not go anywhere, to not visit restaurants, bars, to not visit their gym, their boutique fitness centers. And people need to um, leverage the pent-up demand that will be out there to, for social proximating. At the same time, as people come back in, you have better have heightened your cleaning and sanitizing practices because there will be a bit of paranoia around this. Even when this is gone, people are going to look at you and feel awkward if they should shake your hand or not. Yeah. And you better be really prepared to continue to say, we're never going to get you know, caught behind on this. These are going to be our practices. And that's an area that all clubs, you know, practices aren't just we clean and sanitize as many times a day. It's how do you do it? How do you backstock the product to do that? Who's in charge of it? How do you make sure they do it? And to have us kind of curate best practices and get them out, that, that's something that we think is, is critical. So three phases. Survive. Get that done now optimize the time that you're closed what are the and if you know if you're not sitting on a bunch of cash or any cash you still have to innovate the things that you can be doing to add value to your community add value to your members and do whatever improvements you can in that club even if it's getting a few people together and improving your processes and deciding what your cleaning and sanitizing processes are going to be and then it's you know, start planning your ramp out now and get your staff, you know, paint them a vision of what this is going to look like on the other side. So people have some optimism to start to look at. Communicate with your teams constantly. They're on unemployment, but you need to let them know they have a job if that's the, if that is the case. Yeah, very important point. And then, you know, some club operators and just people in general are feeling pretty dismal. Um, how are you personally staying upbeat during this time? Oh, boy. I will tell you that we did a call. I'm on a Rex Roundtable, Roundtable 2. And on Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, we organized a call for all of us to get on and uh, had a great discussion about what was happening. About halfway through that call, one of my colleagues said, I got to interrupt for a minute may we please schedule this every week 
I've ne they, one, these are incredible ideas. Two, you know, you feel like somebody else is in the foxhole with you. And if you don't have a peer group, reach out to, if you're not in a Rex Roundtable. You quickly, I just so encourage you to quickly, quickly create a peer group, even if it's other, that it doesn't have to be fitness centers, but other people in your area and start talking to each other. I, it is stunning how powerful that is to, to not be the only one in your plight, you know, so to speak, but engage others in the conversation. And, the, and that's where ideas really will surface. Um, that's where you'll feel like there's a lifeboat out there. And that's also where somebody's going to say, hey, I just found this resource. And uh, all of that happened on, on a one hour call on Tuesday. We are booked out eight weeks in a row right now, uh, every Tuesday, my, my roundtable. I greatly encourage that. Start conversations on Facebook. I was stunned when we came out and said, look, if you're not looking at the data, we gave some data. We said, uh, and, I, and I had to apologize for multiple, you, you know, fast messages where I was changing my mind quickly. You know, we're going to reduce hours. We're going to reduce services. Nope, we're going to close. And members and community were so phenomenally gracious. The number of emails and posts on our Facebook page, you can go look, our clubs are works, W-O-R-X, works of Wenatchee Valley, of members saying, you don't need to turn off my dues. Because we're, we're keeping some people employed and we're making sure that the people that are going on unemployment are going to be made whole. And they said, you don't have to turn off my dues. Keep my dues so, and give it to your staff. And yeah, that's that, amazing. That, you know, when you start to get hundreds of emails saying that, uh, man, if you, don't get a, if you don't get a shot of energy and, a, you know, and if that doesn't help feed your resiliency, man, nothing, nothing will. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you're proud of in terms of how your members and employees responded? The fact that we have about 70, between two clubs, about 72 employees, about half of those are group exercise. That when I communicate with them, I would say the general theme that comes back is we got you. Yeah. That's an awesome, that has to be an awesome feeling. Yeah, you know, there's a, uh, and, and Rachel, you may have heard me say this in some of our workshops, right? I said, there's a, there's a word not commonly used in leadership and, it, and, and it's affection. And it doesn't mean that you have to know people really well or anything. You don't have to know them, but people have certain, the, the leaders that garner the most affection. And we've had presidents in the past, you know, Reagan had a tremendous amount of, of affection for Ronald Reagan. I mean, most of America, right? Yeah. Um, is that, um, and, and that's what good leadership garners, even if you're not trying to do that. And the test of affection is, in a crisis, do people come when you need them, right? In whatever form that is, you know, come to your defense, you know, come with their, with their sleeves rolled up and ready to go. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this all the way back to our customers. It's no different than when you're creating customer loyalty and ma making sure that those relationships, individual and with the collective customer base individually and with the collective employee base and with the collective community, that you're always doing the right thing, that you are pushing constantly uh, to do things better 
and that that's what brings that kind of uh, loyalty and affection to to a leader to uh, you know or to a brand. And I think those companies are the ones that are going to come out of the other side of this, you know, with the foot on the accelerator. Yeah. Well, any other final thoughts or things that you'd like to add concerning the coronavirus and just what clubs need to keep in mind? Yeah, if you if you are if you haven't looked at some of the excellent data out there that some of the data scientists are mashing up by pulling in data from everything from China to South Korea to, to France and Belgium and you know, everywhere, the analytics are phenomenally predictive. And so if you, you need to take it seriously, you need to take it seriously right now so that there, the economic impact is, is, is shorter, not longer. That would be the first thing I'd say. The second thing I'd say is um, there will be a reset in our industry. I think this reset, that it can be really good if we look at it right. Take the yeah. opportunity right now, if you're going to have downtime, take the opportunity to constantly be reaching out to members and employees. Um, but this is, this is going to get, this is going to get better. It'll, it'll, it'll be a little bit, but you know, this too shall pass. And, you know, hopefully six months from now, we're all starting to feel a, a, a lot better. And a year from now we're, you know, we're all toasting each other at, uh, at URSA. <laughs> yeah. I think we all look forward to finally being able to see each other in person again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Blair, I really appreciate, yeah, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk about your experience and some of the ideas you have for helping the fitness industry during this time. It's just really appreciated. Um, I am, I, anything that, that we can do, I mean, this is, we feel our purpose is to help the fitness industry and elevate the fitness industry. So anything that we can contribute and with your, your team's always fabulous. So happy well, to do it. You. Thank you. Thank you. As you just heard, Blair shared some resources club operators can benefit from during this crisis. But I also wanted to make you aware that Club Solutions has made a LinkedIn group called COVID-19 Resource Group for Club Operators that's open to anyone in the fitness industry. We'll be posting updates about COVID-19 and encouraging people to share their experiences. Hopefully it'll be a great platform for people to be able to network and learn from each other during this time.